0: Hello and welcome to the truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm here with a very special guest today. It's championship bike racing legend John McGuinness, who has very recently been uh, diversifying into a sport of truck racing. And of course, John was featured in truck and Driver back in 2021 when he purchased his, uh, his own lorry, a Scania uh, R620, is it? 620, yeah, 620, 620 manual. manual, which he still has to this day. John, welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. Now, to some of uh, the listeners, you'll be uh, very well known for your many exploits over the years at the Isle of Man TT, uh, among other places, and we've actually been sent a list of questions which appeared from somewhere online on uh, our social media, which we'll get into in a bit. But I guess just kind of going um, back to the... but Not right back to the start, but um, do you want to... Tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, trucks and lorries, because obviously your whole life um, is defined by motorbikes. Mm. So where did the sort of lorry thing come about? Well, you I, don't, of, I mean, what, what boy doesn't like a
1: truck? Well, motor no, yeah, wagon. Well, ex- I wagon, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, trucks, lorries, wagons. Uh, no, but my, uncle had a tr- my uncle was a truck driver, and uh, he drove quarry wagons uh, for. A Firm called Thursby's, who are not with us anymore. Uh, they've shut down, but then he was an owner-driver and he had a Seddon Atkinson 301, B89 TFV. I can still remember the uh, 1985, so I can still remember going with him as a kid, 12, 13-year-old, in and out of the quarries, carrying tarmac Max, doing all that Lots. And I used to love it. Uh remember it had a 250 Cummins engine in it, Eaton Box. Would it have an Eaton Box? Yeah, yeah, yeah a probably. with did, box. don't I? I think it was the first truck, Task Body. I mm-hmm. remember the Task Body. I remember it had a rubber suspension at the back so it didn't have springs it had that big elephant's feet thing what they call them
0: yeah yeah. I mean that that was a big deal because that that suspension only um, went out with Foden in like 2006 and it's dearly missed there's a lot of hauliers that would love to get that suspension on a truck today and funnily enough we were at RTX and did you see the Chinese the Sani concrete mixer the electric thing yeah I did see that it had that rubber suspension in the back of it Right. How much is that going
1: on the charge? Uh, Thirty
0: yards. Yeah, I haven't got a clue. We were mm. supposed to get invited up to Sheffield to go and see the launch of it, but we've never heard anything again since. Uh, but obviously, it's fully electric. Um, Hendrickson suspension in the back, but I don't know how it works with the weight of it as well. I don't know. It, it's uh, electric stuff. We're still like sort of, you know, just kind of <laughs> learning. <laughs> not that interested in it officially. <laughs> I mean, my love
1: for them trucks. I mean, it was just, it, trucks are big, aren't they? When you when you're 12 years old, a, a truck or a wagon or whatever you want to call them, it's a big piece of kit in it. And uh, I used to climbing up on board it. And my uncle was a bit of a nutter. He was called Dave Bunford because that's my mum's maiden name. And he what, he always had to be the fastest. always had to race everybody. It was different, you know. And uh I used to love it, you know. And then uh, it's funny because I'm a big bike fan and. I don't really talk about it a lot to my friends because they all just think I'm stupid when I start talking about trucks. My, you know, my missus has got zero interest in it. My lad's got absolutely zero interest in trucks. My daughter's got more interest in in it than than the rest of them. But I've always kept my eye on them, all the new models and what's on the road. And some of my mates are truck drivers as well. And then... There's lots of trucks in the paddock, in the race paddock.
0: Yeah, think. that's it, that, That's the thing because, you know, at every race meet, there is going to be a whole lineup of trucks and they're often quite interesting because you get a mix. You get guys who kind of own their own truck and which you can get the older ones and you've got the guys who've got, you know, maybe involved with haulage or transport, sometimes sponsor a team and they'll mm. supply trucks. And it can be really interesting just to walk down through the paddock and see what all the trucks... Uh not there that are transporting the teams <laughs> about
1: I do but I don't say anything just have a little cheeky little look up and down and see what's going on And but it's funny that you like exactly what you said there's quite a lot of the the industry that do sponsor personally sponsor riders have teams you know Smiths uh, Vitrans which was Robbie Burns the, the the paddock's full and there's a few demos a few Volvo have gotten in there with the Yamaha team Michael Rutter's got it from Keltruck a, a, a new gen here and there's loads of interesting things and because they're only doing that job and they're not really working hard, if you like, they're always pretty straight and immaculate and the, the guys take mega pride in them as well. You can polish them all. in. So yeah, I mean, when I first started racing, it were transit vans, caravans and, and that was it. And then yeah. there was an odd few seven and a half tonners came in, like little Leyland Roadrunners and then Ford Cargos and things like that. And it was epic if you had a seven and a half tonner. And then it went into to Artics, you know, but... There's that much kit you need to take, and you, you need artics and uh, some cool motorhomes as well that that are on the T goals and like these horse box things and Oakley I think make them and absolutely millions of pounds to buy and so I just oh, love yeah some of the, these some of the things yeah yeah
0: some of the motorhome SFX, built on the truck chassis mm. are in, in incredible and they do it, they genuinely cost more than a house mm. <laughs> yeah there's some I mean they are absolutely beautiful
1: they look so cool but yeah that's i mean i've always been into it i've always wanted one i've always i've always lived in a town and nowhere to park them and etc etc i we moved into the sticks a bit we've got plenty of land and i just thought i wanted a truck Mm -hmm. and uh ended up getting having it again through the paddock through our race paddock and i got to meet dave from uh from kel truck who sponsored michael rutter and i said have
0: you got a truck for sale can i have a deal for one and did you have anything in mind that you wanted for a truck at the time? Like, could it have been a Volvo? Could it have been, you know, some old ERF or something it's, like that? I'd love an old truck. To
1: be, I'd like an old Seddon Atkinson, but I think they're just piles of rust and dust on the floor now, aren't Wait, they? I think that's about about it.
0: There, there, there's one or two restored ones knocking about. Seddon Atkinsons are a lot rarer comparatively mm. than Foden's and ERF's. I don't know, could, you, could we find you a 301 tipper? Would that would that would that be really taking you I, back if you could get like a Tipper chassis?
1: A, a three hundred or a three hundred one. Yeah, or a four hundred one eight wheeler with a two six five rolls in it mm. with that big high air filter up the back Teppel. of the cabin. That yeah, Tipper that, that would be yeah. epic. Ed Bro
0: is it? Is it not? that is it tipping gear on it? Task yeah. body or a Wilcox body tell you else you're going to need to go with that as well though because you can't just have a tipper you're going to have to get yourself some sort of equipment to go and load it with material well we'll find
1: some next door put, we've got a loading shovel out front at John Deere, so we could just shift stuff about with it a little bit but yeah. I think uh, yeah t- 265 in it, it uh, and and I don't know I just they was so, all eight wheelers I loved eight wheelers at the time mm. when I was a kid because I love that 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 Reutoman, was it the Scammel Reutemann? There yeah, was the Leyland octopus. There was the they were plastic, weren't they? Fodans were plastic. Scammels were plastic, were
0: Yeah, some of the uh, you, you had the um some of the scammels had that ca- that cab with the kind of louvre ribs. It was ribbed on the me yeah. That 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 ERFs and Foden's used plastic cabs a lot of the time, which made them very light. and uh, which made them really good for tipper work and of course they were very popular and the midlands in the north of england because Foden's and erfs were made in you know uh, it was at Sandbach in yeah. cheshire and of course where was it said it said in atkinson were Preston and oldham yeah local. So, so many what, i like many them uh, just, just at the
1: time when i was sort of growing up and motorcrossing and finding out what me willie does <laughs> you know i think that was daft wanted that too f- Five two five zero zero was it? Twenty five hundred. Yeah, that would be about the
0: right size for an eight Yeah, yeah the they were Quite modern headlights. thing,
1: not they? Quite, yeah, they were at the time. Thing. Yeah, that was be really, came in quite modern. And then the Volvo wasn't there? the F seven turbo six thing. What it was was it had like a triangle grill. No, no, I don't. Yeah, from edge to edge on the grilled didn't it?
0: Funny, yeah, because when I was growing up and I like I used to just I didn't have really, my uncle was a truck driver, but I always find that I could. Identified trucks by reading numbers of them, uh, just watching them going up and down the street. And even without any other knowledge, then you would be able to work out in your head that one would be better than the other and (laughs) what ones were powerful because the gardens, like and and it the just gardens kind of were pretty ravenous. It was a good
1: engine weren't they but they just wouldn't pull your dick straight would they I the know the gar- like, gardener gardeners would run
0: forever Yeah, they were, they were dead dead simple but they didn't have turbochargers chargers on them or anything like that so you know they would plod on but yeah the smoke if, yeah if it you, smelled, you
1: know. I mean if you had a load to you know you went to Halifax or something it was like oh great you know we're going to go up Windy Hill so I used to love it though. I used to love sheeting up as well and it was a, had a tarmac body an insulated body as well so when it was a tarmac I used to sm- love the mm-hmm. smell of tarmac and you go i
0: still do uh, yes they still uh, do i still drive eight wheelers occasionally and all that i love getting a load up, of love getting a load of tar. sometimes when you're, when you're in the motorway at night and they're doing the roadworks and you yeah. can go past it yes it's i used to it's I used help
1: him shovel used to shovel sand onto the onto the body so that it wouldn't stick and uh and then you i'd be so excited to sheet you up as well because you'd, you'd roll it over the top when you then pull it out to the side and you cross it over over the tailgate but oh, all that's gone now isn't it
0: you yeah it's all lot of and, and, yeah, and yeah, but, or that you know well but yeah just, have you had a shot a of a, t- have you had a, shot of a no
1: yeah yeah the, the, you I have a, I, sorry i haven't driven a tipper i've driven an eight wheeler beaver tail right scania and i turned into my mate's drive swung into my mate's drive and had to jump on brakes and back out and go in again because they don't have any lockdown
0: you're in this lock, You've got to watch the tail swinging some of those that things. That beaver table swinging on,
1: yeah. around as well. so Yeah, quite a tricky little thing to drive.
0: Um, oh, somebody, you should get, somebody should get you out in a, One of the manufacturers should get you out in a tipper. Have a mm. runabout with that car. They're good, they're My neighbour's got a fleet of tips. Satisfying things to drive like when you're tipping it up and everything. You know, it's, it's just. It's. It, it, it all goes back to being a little kid playing in your sandpit with your Fisher Price toys mm. and everything mm. like that. Exactly.
1: It does, exactly. Everybody loved a tractor a truck or a tipper. Or, and like I say, my next door neighbor, he's got a fleet of tippers and he's proper old school. He's got a fleet of scanniers and hates it now. It's all gone on blue and- no, you know, it's Automatic got mixed, it's got live mm. lives. as Soon as, as, soon as he, get, he actually got one for, uh, he got one in an auction, maybe a 16 plate one or something like that. So it's pretty fresh for him. And he, he says, can I put wagon at your house for a bit? I said, yeah, no problem. So he hid it up back of my place because it had Kelsa light bars on it and he wanted to take the Kelsa light bars off before any of the drivers saw it.
0: Because <laughs> right, the drivers uh, wanted to an argument.
1: Out. He hates <laughs> it. He's like, well, if you, run, if you run up back of a loading shovel, it'll just smash through it from tin to Cooler and all this. So he's popular. And they rubbish. there, he's no good for fuel and all this. So, but I love talking to him. He's just got, he's full of knowledge. I mean, he's done it all his life, but, you know, he's uh, old school and, and uh, he's, he's everyday, He's laid underneath one. You know, one's got a puncture, one's got one's broke a spring, one's, oh, done this, one's
0: yeah. Half. Tippers are relentless. They got a hard, they got a hard they got life, life. You know, every time they come in at night, you can guarantee there's going to be something needing done to them. And uh, of course, it complicates things further now because they've got all the the emissions uh, kit. Uh, systems on them and you do still that's when you do still see a number of sort of older trucks still running about provided they can avoid all these bloody ultra low emission zones that probably on this end of places. the world yeah, yeah they're
1: running running old. you can repair them can't you, you can keep mm-hmm. them going but one of my sponsors again he has a a, a fleet of scanners that are those um, poo tankers uh, shit tankers yeah shit tankers uh, yeah, big yeah. stainless steel about 400 grand worth of something mm-hmm. top scene uh, and this this, tr- this truck he's got he's just showing me so he's got Window in the door, it's got to say I'm turning yep. left, it's got alarm, this alarm, that light, this light. And it's just endless,
0: endless amounts
1: of it is.
0: It's reflectors. It's <laughs> just murder. The, it. the thing I found with that stuff as well is that with those indicators, when you put it on left and it says vehicle turning left, if you're in London or the cities or anything like that, people are just, they just zone it out because they're used mm. to hearing it all the time mm. that they still don't pay any attention to it anyway.
1: I can't go I, can't, I when i was at motor gp and uh, we'll, uh Mo, i went to formula one as well and again i go and have a look at the trucks because mm. they're parked i love the military parked parked up within a millimeter of, of and it's stunning and there's lots of high for some reason not, not many scanniers in the motor g part loads of IVECos. volvos lots of volvos and stuff but uh, they all have that flipping sticker on the door angles more i can't go I can't, can't get my head around it. I don't know why is it. I why did they them choose, on. I choose soon it? i have to, ten grand fine putting them.
0: I'd like to know road. why did they choose Angles marks on it because that's French for uh, I, I uh, have no idea. Danger, danger of death or something it's like, like that. F- I think. What, how long is you know, it? Know, Seventeen
1: it, meters. Yeah. Why is it? Need a sticker as well on it. it. Yeah, it's really annoying that sticker. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the huge, the hugest it thing on on the road, and you need a sticker to remind you as well as it been... <laughs> 17 metres why do you need I
0: couldn't put one on so we've got a sidetrack there yeah your Scania oh, so Scania. you ended yeah yeah so you ended up you didn't have your licence but you bought the truck first which is a reasonable thing to do because then you have to get a licence
1: yeah I mean things escalate I mean honestly this, this little Scania project where we are where we've ended up could be a four-hour podcast,
0: but I'll try and break it down because yeah. Well, I mean, it was a couple. It, it co- well, it was a couple of years ago when we did the feature in trucking driver on it when it had only just been done, and the truck is still being used for things mm. regularly today. It's not something that's just been you know it's been a project and it's been shoved in a corner and gathering dust. I got screaming ice cream in it,
1: yeah. I got down, walking. I'm going to get fish it's, and chips in it with my daughter, and that. I, I like I like using it. as a proper bit, and he's got a gear lever, so it's. Gets your attention, you know, and I've used it. I did actually go and get eight. When I first passed my test, I went to uh, Lincoln, off one of my sponsors again. He owed owed me some money, so I went and got 8,000 bricks as part of the deal, sponsorship deal. So I borrowed a a trailer off kids' (laughs) transport down the road. Thing was a bit of a heap. And I'm off on my first expedition, like, as a trucker. To go and get your bricks? Get 8,000 bricks. Never driven one fully loaded. And I also had to go and pick my lad's car up because he'd rolled it. As well, oh. he'd, he'd end up rendered his car. So I stuck, got Taylor, under, stuck his his uh, coaster on the front, on the front of the trailer, and eight thousand bricks on it. And honestly, when I set off, was I'm up, and down half a gear, this gear, roundabout cars everywhere, cars up inside. well the thing, cars,
0: cars do not go. Cars just, you're just a nuisance. You can't explain it to people until you've done it. As to just how much disrespect lorry drivers have to experience on the road and. How many times lorry drivers prevent incidents every day by actions that they take because people do stupid things and put themselves I, out in danger?
1: I, I obviously went with my uncle a bit, and then I've grown up and I've done other things, etc., etc. But I'm on my first trip, so we're forty tons, whatever we are. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're trucking. You know, it's happening. <laughs> so I'm on the sixty-two. <laughs> And there's cars carving you, there's this going on. So, yeah, I always try and leave a bit of a space because I always did in my motorhome because that thing has rubbish brakes. <laughs> so I always try and give myself a bit of room. Mm. So I do in the truck, another car in, in the car, somebody's coming off a junction, whatever, So, and then the thing's coming down windy, it's, p- it's pushing down, next thing, over speed's on, tacos moaning at me, blah, blah, blah. And I get home, I'm knackered. you know, I, I, that is a day's graft. And I did have respect for truck drivers, obviously, they're, they, they, feeding the nation they're doing what they're doing it's an it's it's an honest job but it went up so much more because I it's full concentration Mm -hmm. you know you're in a 40 ton death trap basically and you've got to concentrate so you know respect respect to them they're not you're not just sitting there driving you're in your mirror you're in your mirror you're you're indicating it's all going on there's a lot going on so fair fair play to him but yeah I went and got my test well I'll try and get back to the story again we're off again but yeah I got my truck and sort of been pally with uh, the GT people, so the tires, the tires, GT mm-hmm. tires. I've done some racing in the uh, fun cup cars with uh, with the bike guys from GT. Martin what's Gibson the fu- new the fun cup? It's like a beetle. Looks like a beetle, oh, yeah. but it's got mm. a golf engine, like an eighteen hundred golf, right. <laughs> golf engine in the back. Single seater, paddle shift thing. All the cars are the same, so it's super racing. It's wheel to wheel stuff. So I mean, you're not going very fast, but it's just great, mm. great racing. So I got Pally with these. Martin Gibson at times racing the trucks as well. I uh, got then I got Pally with Stuart Oliver who has the the, the race team. Yeah, well, Stuart. Well, yeah, so, so quite about driving for them. It, yeah. so Stuart's, Stuart's become my friend. Uh, I've got the truck. The truck's been going to to the races uh, just after COVID with uh, one of my mates driving it with an Arctic we borrowed off a sponsor. So it's going to the Ducati Cups. So the truck's getting used. We wrapped it like my helmet. Uh, we've got a catwalk made on it. Uh, powder coat the wheel's black much of the disgust of a lot of truck drivers but I think yeah. it was quite sinister and nice GT put 8 new tyres on it for me so truck's getting used I've still got no licence Stuart's on the scene Stuart Oliver's on the scene and they wanted 3 trucks Uh, for the three presenters on uh, Top Gear
0: yeah that's right Top Gear decided uh, Mm. they were going to do something related to trucks and yours ended up being one of those what were the other two was it Sean Sean
1: Taylor Sean Taylor we call him Uh, Mm. who's who's again I must must mention Sean because when I picked that my 620 up from Kel truck he drove it back for me as I wanted him to drive it because he Mm. drives a 580 he's had from brand new so Mm. he'll know all the little in, you know, nuances with the truck. So uh, I got I got quite pally with Sean and uh, and there's another one. like a pink and white. It's something to do with uh, Richardson's there. Richardson's always, but those mm-hmm. guys were there. Uh, beautiful, like you know. Apart from that white wheel, they have them white. What are them wheels? These them steering wheels do not have any. Uh,
0: yeah, it's like the, is the retro steering wheel? It's Disgusting. like a 1950s steering wheel. Disgusting. Yeah, not, it's uh, not my thing. It's a real man might thing. But it, I mean, yeah, I find that I wouldn't mind it so much. But now it's because you've got so many buttons and controls on the steering wheel. You <laughs> now have to relocate. A, it's quite clever how they do it because they relocate all the buttons onto the dash yeah. somewhere. But That'll you know, it's it's, a, on, it's yeah. a curious thing in a brand new truck to have that sort of. Um, steering wheel from like an Albion or something the, uh, I, I, I I don't know it's not for me either That's like, a way to personal it taste right. mind.
1: Mm-hmm. it's not for me anyway yeah so they, 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 they've got my truck Stuart's organised it I've gone to the event I've said look you can use my truck no problem put me through my test it's mm-hmm. part of the deal <laughs> <laughs> so I gets up there meets uh, SP training I've got to give SP training the mention from Carlisle they uh, kindly put me through my tests alongside the presenters and were absolutely fantastic. I couldn't recommend them, guys. How
0: did everybody get on? Did good, everybody, everybody, good take, take, everybody take
1: it take, naturally but, enough? A bit, a bit skeptical about uh, Fred's Freddy's, uh, pass certificate. He had the trailer up a few roundabouts and one thing or another, but <laughs> Paddy took it super serious. Chris, Chris picked it up real quick. But also, I was shocked at Paddy. It was really, really good to be fair because the 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 SP training give us these online course things to to study, you know.
0: Yeah, because you've got to go through, yeah. go through the thing, whole yeah. CPC aspect of There's it. We have 590 questions on that. Yeah. 591 which is a weird number. Yeah, they don't just. That's the thing with the truck driving license these days. They don't just. You know, it's not just. They don't just hand you the bloody thing. It's a lot of work to go and get. It on. got
1: quite stressful for me because that you're like you're going through the questions, and it's you're off to you know you're driving to Russia in a with a skeleton trailer with a Uh-oh. with a whatever load of mm-hmm. monkey sperm or something, and you know what color disc you need on the front of your grill and all this. It's just endless, endless amounts of questions. If You're mm-hmm. driving whatever with what kilogram fire extinguisher you need on, and all this. I'm just like it's mm-hmm. mental. So it's quite stressful. Anyway, I, I did. I sort of I got this SP training knew that if we were studying or not mm-hmm. they could see on their on their online thing so Paddy's proper studying he's at it when mm-hmm. he's putting the hours in I'm putting a bit in Chris Harris is putting a bit in Freddie's doing no <laughs> so he's he's failed his uh, he's failed his theory failed his theory failed his theory oh man so just and the day before we started our training in Carlisle he had one more go at it Freddie and he, he sort of bullshitted his way through it but it was good fun I, I really really enjoyed it and and uh, I didn't think I would. I thought I was going to get quite stressed about it all. But honestly, we had a right good laugh together. My instructor was fantastic. The guy that put me through my test was—I couldn't believe it. I got—I got in there. I've got to mention Robbie Burns as well. Robbie Burns is another sponsor of mine for years. He—he uh, brought—he personally brought me a truck down an R five hundred new gen with a fridge on the back to, to pass my test and. Uh, he said, I need it back Friday night, so you better pass your test on Friday. But the actual instructor that took me on my test we gets in the truck and you're dead nervous, aren't you? You're panicking a little bit. And you're like, oh, He's look. dead nervous. No, I am. Oh, you, right. you're, you're dead a- nervous, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Test, you've got one guy, you've got an hour in the truck, and you've got to get it all right. So you're just flapping a bit, aren't you? So I'm up to a junction, out of junction, out of the yard, sets off. And uh the guy says, uh, he saw it well done at TT. You had a good ride there, didn't you? And all that lot. And then he's mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw Oh, beauty you know <laughs> I didn't know what to do I said oh, are we alright to have crack and I said oh yeah talk, and he's talking about this and he was at the TT in 2007 when he did the first 130 mile an hour lap Get in. so I'm just naturally looking at mirrors doing all the you know blah, 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 indicating mm-hmm. I didn't even the hours gone like that and we're back at you yeah, passed my test he made me relax and he made yeah, me okay and I'm not saying there was no bribes or anything like that there was nothing bent no, 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 about it but hell what I could do we all passed our tests, and uh, you know, I have got friendly with them. And, and you know, it's weird. i you know, trucks for me has opened so many doors weird. Yeah. You know, meeting Paddy, meeting Stuart, the GT, the, you know, the Scania, the shows, met you, my trucks in Truck and Driver, you know. And then I end up on uh, Question of Sport with Paddy and Freddy. So, you know, just <laughs> loads of cool things happening. So, yeah, I've got my test, I've ticked my box, I've got my Scania, job's on fire, you know, and, and I still, I you know, love love jumping in it and just having a spin in it. It's great. Mm, mm.
0: No, so it's an it's a Scania R six twenty Midlift, yeah. Midlift. Um, where did it Where did it come from?
1: It was what originally was its a, life? it was a McTaggart's cattle wagon, so it spent a bit of time in cattle piss for a bit, did it? So yeah, it got, it'll yeah, got worked is. hard. It got worked fairly hard at, for mm-hmm. its first... probably through its warranty stage in its life, and it went somewhere else. But do you know what? I, I've done a little
0: bit of homework on this McTaggart mob and uh, apparently they do look after the wagons and service them. You've you've got to with livestock, you know. You you cannot have, you know, trucks breaking down at the side of the road or things like that. Their maintenance and things. I never thought that. Their cleanliness always tends to be good. There's a lot to be said as well for getting a truck that has got a bit of mileage on it that has worked hard because then that proves that that is a reliable truck. Yeah. Sometimes I look at the look at things, same with cars as well, that are like low mileage, haven't really done that much. And you're like, is it because mm. they've always broken down and things? Are they problematic? Well, the
1: car's got 70,000 miles on it, but 70,000 miles up every kerb in the world, and mm. et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. It's just been sat working properly and its oil's changed and everything. Mm. But, and if then, you know... It, it, sitting it, in the motorway,
0: then yeah, on the limiter, working, working it. away, it's not, stra- it's not no. straining it. You know. No, it's
1: not battering it up and down stuff, is it? But then, you know... Again, Sean Taylor brings it home, and then uh, I got Pally with the Graham brothers from Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, through again, I'm going off on tangents. Through somebody else who was a speedway rider called Craig Cook uh, introduced me to them because I said at the time I was looking for a Scania. They were trying to find me one, Keltruck found one eventually. But I kept in touch with them, and then they said, "Oh, bring it up. We'll have a look at it." Mm-hmm. So it gets there. It wanted cab mounts. It wanted a rear shock. It wanted a caliper. It wanted a couple of set of discs on front. Just mm. um, normal wear. Ah, uh, just bits, mm. high bits. I mean, nothing too too serious. And you know, it's all about ramp. And I'm, I don't really know what I've bought. You know what I mean? But mm. Dave, Dave from Keltrus, not stitched me up. He's given me a, a straight old wagon, and it just wanted a few bits and pieces in it. And uh, then I've got it wrapped by AST, Penrith, and them swaddling coat aluminium welding and again somebody else who has a race team, so that tag team. Mm. So it's not somebody else in the industry. They put the cat walk on it and stuff. So I'm dead proud of it. I know it, some people it just it's a bit of an old, old, you know, two thousand and seven wagon with one point three million Ks on it. But it's my wagon. Mm-hmm. I own it and it's my little touch on it. And I really like it. And uh, you know, I'm dead proud of it to be fair. And like I say, it come I swapped it, I actually swapped it for a pair of Norton leathers. A That's pair of? Leathers, a pair of Norton leathers. Right. With a, with a collector and sponsor of mine. He, uh, I gave him, I swapped him a set of leather. So that wagon owes me 1900 quid. So a right. cheap, cheap wagon on it. That so is it's easy. got eight new tires, all the bits. <laughs> I'm a bit embarrassed is. about it. And the guy, the guy that, uh, who I did the deal with for the suit I put I put his branding on my leathers for another two years, cause he just, and he's become my friend. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's it's just it's funny how it all s- steers around. Yeah. It, so. well, it was never the cost thing. it was no. but it was a personal thing to me. I wanted mm. a truck, and you know, if it's worth ten grand or whatever, it's just you know, that's.
0: I think find sometimes I would do yeah, deals, you know, my probably job. Worth of it, but more than that, the R six twenty was the top output manual that you could get because you couldn't get the 730 with that gearbox so a lot of guys would spec the 620 to get the manual and of course the manuals are on their, their way
2: yeah.
0: the way out now I'm not even I think Scania have stopped doing them as well so you know it, it, it's a shame but it's just the the extent of modern technology with the trucks you know it's, it, it's I think the, to it's have a personal truck it's the end, truck, the end yeah. of an era you
1: know I think to have a personal truck or slightly i don't know if it's collectible but i think uh to, to have a truck as a toy
2: mm.
1: i think it's better be manual yeah i think that i tried we tried to find a, a 4b2 but we, mm. we couldn't find one uh there was just none there was some scrap uh but nothing that, that fit the bill and uh it was funny there was Keltruck. D- david said from Keltruck, there's a 4b2 here. year or a, six, or, a, or a midlift. The midlift's a V8 R620, or the the, the, the 4B2's a 420, is it? six, six potter. Mm.
0: No, so I could lever an extra axle. I suppose, <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I went to next door to see Grant Parker, my neighbour, and he says, you know, he said, do not drive a 600 into, <laughs> into my yard. <laughs> he said, unless he has <laughs> got that V8 badge on the front, do not bring it into my yard. So I was like, well, we'll go for the. the the V8 and uh, I'm glad I did it I think aesthetically a 4 b 2 looks a bit better but the, the I've got used that, to it now I yeah. think it, it's a sweet looking thing now I don't the thing, care what the thing says. with
0: those particular V8 b 2s is that they've all been used to run to Europe by the by you oh, know yes, Irish I companies am. and to be honest with you there's probably a lot of them they're still running but They'll just be used that, that hard, or they yeah. will be in the hand. They'll also be in the hands of you know good collectors as well. Mm. They're not going to come up.
1: They're not going to yeah. They're not going to let a four B two nice straight V eight
0: go, are they? That that kind of often, yeah.
1: Yeah, admittedly, yeah. I, mean, I everybody's got their own personal thing out. The oh, tags look better, or this looks better, or you know they have that silly little wheel under it, and then they can put a skirt over it. There's loads of ways of doing it, but. Like I say, it's, 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 it's mine and it's, um,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's a nice thing. Yeah, now, of course, but the, um, the the truck driving story does not end there either because you haven't just got a license to drive a truck on the road because uh, you've also been um, out doing a bit of truck racing as well. Now, obviously, um, bikes is your area of expertise, but you've also, what else have you raced? Because you mentioned the Fun Cup things there. Mm-hmm. Um, how many different vehicles? Uh, I've raced cars, race, race, helicopters, uh, okay. jet
1: skis, carts. I'm scared of water, I can't swim, uh, so I stay away from the water. A little bit in carts, a little bit of swap, bike, supermoto, a bit of speedway, a bit of uh, on four wheels we've done. Never raced a sidecar, which is three wheels. But I've done the Fun Cup championship, three or four rounds of that. I did some rally cross down at. Uh,
0: that Liden, looks, that, looks like, a, that looks like. Uh, fun yeah. that's a famous rallycross circuit. That Liden, what were yeah.
1: you driving? I did. I've done three events in a buggy, which is a rage buggy, which has a Honda motorbike engine in it, a Fireblade engine, mm. which is action, mm. uh, busy, fast. Uh, then I've raced a, a supercar as well, a Focus, a Focus with a 600 horsepower engine in it. You know, the full on. Oh yeah. Yeah, full on mm. with Ollie O'Donovan and and uh, Ollie O'Donovan mm. sorted that he has an all 4v2 as well a 580 580,
0: 580. Um, Oh well you've got a 620 so yeah no what's the old model before mine uh the four series, series. 164 yeah, yeah yeah he's got one of them so
1: truck again <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no a bit bit of rallycross then i raced ginetta at brands Arch. i raced in the ginetta cup championship no, the academy like
0: two-seater kind of old-school british sport Two uh, things a bit
1: like a engine at the front v six Ford pickup engine in it like mm. two hundred and twenty horsepower uh paddle shift uh, all in the same cars thirty on the grid so mm. a lot going on you know and uh tough tough you're not just rocking up a brand's action racing and guys ended up mid pack fifteenth or something i won the i won the rookie class which was really really cool and then yeah the truck thing come i've i tested martin Gibson's MAN a couple of times i've been in that i say mm. I tested it I had a run round uh myra you know myra Testra. Mm-hmm. so i went down there done a bit of ambassador work with them guys and drove the fun cup car because we had a two-seater one with some with some guests and some customers and i got a little spin in the in the man mm-hmm. which was uh de- definitely different
0: yeah i mean because it, i mean these modern race trucks have evolved so much from what they had you know i mean going back at the start it's just incredible to think that they were literally like dropping trailers turning the fuel pump up and going and take the bloody thing out in a race circuit. Yeah, I read about um,
1: that and believe so, yeah. But
0: with these modern race trucks, there's obviously, they've got this incredible camber like caster on the axles mm-hmm. and it seems that there's a a, like a hyper-specific way that you need to drive these race trucks to get the best out of them. It's really all about getting like throttle in accurately and braking mm-hmm. and accurately and probably more so... Than a lot of other different vehicles that you could race. Mm. So, how did you find? T-t-t-totally how did you different. find getting your hand, getting your kind of hand in with that sort of thing? Because I, mean, I mean, I get. I mean, I know that with grip and physics and things, but I mean, how much would experience on a bike necessarily help you jumping into a race truck? I
1: think the only thing that you get from that is the knowledge of the circuit. I think. Mm. apart from that it's a clean sheet of paper you know i got to donington on the wednesday night. we had a test on the thursday and we had two 40 minute sessions and then it was into well, qualifying, So
0: that's it the thing with the truck racing as well as a lot of people don't know is it's incredibly difficult to get practice time in these trucks uh there's very limited test days i think Pembrey and wales is the one where you're most likely you can mm. you can get the opportunity to do it but it's not like these guys can go and practice week after week and go and hone their art time and time again. You've really got to you know, make the most of the, this tiny window of opportunity to I go did. and drive the things, you know.
1: <laughs> I, did, I. I mean, I'm a bit of a sponge, me. I, I mean, mm-hmm. when I was young, George Dunlop was my all-time t- my hero and i become his teammate. And through the racing, I just, I want to know everything. I want to know how it worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Stuart Oliver and his son, I'm like what does this do how does that work how do you drive this what do you do with this i'm on youtube i'm looking at the videos i'm looking at the changing gear looking at rpms looking at this i'm i'm grilling him to death but i don't think anything can really prepare yourself for when you do get strapped in one of them cabs of a restaurant i mean for a staff on a motorbike you, you're free to move around you're moving around you've got your knee down you're out in the air this thing mm. is strapped in the thing tight and uh it's five and a half tons, so straight away, you, you, yeah. you're miles out of your comfort zone straight away. But, you know, you feed yourself into it. You go out on the track. There was other tra- trucks on the track, and I was, like, following them, learning a bit, learning the lines. The lines are slightly different. You're turning a lot later. They're taking much more curb. Like you do with the cars as well. You're taking a lot of liberties with the curbs. On a motorbike, you cannot get near them curbs. You know, everything's mm-hmm. got to be... And, you know, on a bike, once you're sliding, you know, if you lose the front, you're down. Straight away, you know the truck's understeering. It's, it doesn't understeer as much as I thought it was going to do. It's more the more tail happy, you know, with all the power. But a totally different driving style, you know. It's building, it's all about turbo boost. It's all about keeping the the, 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 the boost up on the turbo. So you are braking I left foot brake. So I'm, I'm I've got the, my foot on the brake, and then I'm accelerating as well, just trying to get the boost up. And it's a little bit lazy, you know. When they do slide, they they, they sort of it's all a bit slow, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it gives you plenty of warning. You have got to steer into it because there's a lot more input in the wheel. Because I believe they've got a standard rack, so they, it's not like a car where you've, you know you mm-hmm. there's loads more movement in the in the wheel. But uh, honestly, I, I was nervous. I've done mm-hmm. a lot of racing. I've raced since I was a kid, and I've I've been there. Uh, to most tracks around the world. I've, re- I've been on the grid of Grand Prix's, I've been on the grid of World Endurance, World Superbike, everything. And I was proper nervous, you know. Yeah, and, uh, adrenaline
0: going for a It was,
1: yeah, it bloody was, I tell you, you know. And then the first race, is absolutely pounding it down with rain. And no way would you have gone out on the motorbike. They would have just delayed it and swept mm. the track. But there's rivers running down Crane the curves. And you think five and a half tons not going to aquaplane. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, done, I've done my, my practice day did my qualifying and it's torrential rain, never driven in the rain. I have no yeah. idea. So I'm yeah, right as a sheep, shooting my pants. They're all laughing at me. Stuart's laughing at me. And he's <laughs> like, Why? So off I go. Like, one's honestly, one's spinning down Craner Curve, one's spinning up through flipping Tront's Curve, you know, up towards McLean's, one's in the gravel, red flag straight away. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that,
0: that's one of then the bro- like nightmares. Right there. There's a lot of stop, start. On it, you know, absolute nutsack. Next,
1: thing you know, there's a great big eight wheeler Ford and flipping wrecker goes out, and that's going to mm. drag this thing out of the gravel. He's hanging around for ages, but great experience. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it was super, quite frustrating. And I was in this European race, and there's like twelve trucks in it, and I ended up like qualifying seventh. So it's not bad on mid park, and you know, but ones in the race one's gone out one's crashed one's broken down so you're at the back of the grid so it mm. it looks a lot shittier than it actually is you know I'm actually not <laughs> driving bad but I'm towards the back but then they did after the first race I struggled in the rain a little bit so I sort of finished at the back of the first race then they put me on the reverse grid
0: yeah that's the thing grid was yeah so yeah that makes that makes for quite a spectacle when you've got yeah you've got the, the was well,
1: 25 20,000 yeah. horsepower
0: in your mirror mm. and I've got
1: mm. I've got No experience. Plenty of experience on two wheels. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: got zero experience in in a truck. (laughs) So I'm on a reverse grid and I'm controlling the
0: race. I'm I'm Mm in front of the race. Yeah, because there's limited opportunities for them to to pass as well. No no, no way of practising the start.
1: It's all lights on, you know, some bods in front in a daft road truck. Yeah, yeah, the pace truck. Some pace, different pace every time. You know, old mate is driving around in the truck. He pulls in and you're like, I'm like on the pole going, shit, looking in the mirror. So you've got to hold your brake on, loads and loads of boost, seventh gear. It's like,
0: you know, absolutely flapping like that. Because these have got, it's a 16 speed manual gearbox Mm. with a four over four. Yeah. But how many do you you use the bottom I never
1: even change gear.
0: Do you use low range at all on it? Nothing.
1: No. You can leave it in eighth high or whatever it's called mm-hmm. for the whole of the track. That Scania worked really well. You know, it, it's quite a grunty thing. And some of them were using half a gear. Some were changing. Stuart was changing. Michael wasn't changing. Martin wasn't changing. I'm like, Ugh. you know, I've, I'm, there's mm-hmm. no set way of doing it. So I just think, I'll leave it in top gear, keep it quite simple. But when you're doing your start, you're in seventh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you've got one more gear to go. Yeah. So you sat there. Lights go out. Poof, I've made a bit of a shit start because I've never done one. I goes for the top gear, misses it. You know, you're like, mm, didn't, didn't yeah, get it yeah, in, right? Next yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing, you know, wallet. somebody's in the back of me, right? Oh. So this is starting to create carnage, you know, so one's like bouncing to the back of me, he's bouncing to somebody else. He's, then somebody's come up grass up inside of me. I'm thinking, oh my God, look at these these guys are mental. <laughs> and uh, anyway, race is done and it's... Uh, you have to go to this holding area where they download all your data off your trucks you make sure you're not speeding and all this lot sort of stuff and then two of these guys two of these other guys having a proper pop at each other
0: oh yeah I've seen it in the past <laughs> I've seen people come over to each other in the picture. days are all kind of yeah. It's one of those th- things like on the, on the football pitch and all that, but it all kind of mm. gets forgotten about at the end of the day. But in the heat of the moment, at mm. the time, and all that, I've seen people like I'm, I'm like stu- stood there with a notepad getting some. They're, 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 somebody's over now. Here,
1: fucking you, come in there now. Yeah. It, did, it did surprise me that there doesn't seem to be any camaraderie within anybody. It doesn't seem to be any fun. Like We always have crack, banter, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any of that in the truck. They're all don't like each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which shocked me a little bit, but you know, these two are like it's nearly boxing, mm-hmm. you know, one, two big lads and all, like, yeah, angry, oh, yeah, angry yeah, looking, one, like proper truckers, one, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it I've, I'm not going to mention names it, because no, like, I've it's, I've seen,
0: like, it's not I've, fair, I've, you know,
1: I've, for me to, to, to judge anybody. But, I get it, you know, it's a big no, thing,
0: I've seen it, I've seen it yeah. myself, like, and I'm like, what uh, I'm like, is it, and I'm like, is this just, you know. I Wonder- take it. I take it. This is just, you know, this is just the way the way that it is, and it gets like forgotten about at the next race, and it's a reset do, again. Do, and then it scared me a bit. Really, it scared me. A bit. I got out of my car, and I'm
1: looking. i getting a bit of heat, and I'm thinking, I'm probably the one who's caused all this. In the end, they two have sort of simmered down a little bit. Then one guy's having to do with me. Like it comes up, as <laughs> having a pop at me. So I'm, I'm not a fighter and like that I thought well yeah, so I'm a bloody
0: a minute here i am gonna here. two
1: minutes well this is this is the argument I said look you know mate if I was behind a rookie on the motorbike I would give him some space mm. yeah exactly right. know, yeah, yeah, anyway it's anyway, it yeah. my, my fault I'll be my hand up I said that to the bloke I said you know but I said I, I thought he ran into the back of you yeah. yeah he ran into the back of me so in, in, in the Court of law, it's your sure fault, is it? Uh. <laughs> whether it's not, whether it's not. But I'm thinking, fuck Christ might, you know. I'm like, And and yeah, okay, he's entitled to have a rev at me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I just thought, I'd to off to stand my ground, have a, a, rev, a bit of a rev back. I said, look, mate, I said, fuck me, I'm a rookie. I don't know what I'm doing, really. Give me a chance. Never done a start, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I said, by the way, I think you're all fucking mental. Mm-hmm. I said, you're all right in a five and a half ton cab? Mm-hmm. You know, you've always never hurt yourself before. You've always never hit the ground hard. Mm-hmm. I've hit the ground hard a lot of times. And I broke bones, I broke my back, I broke my leg, I broke my hip, I broke a few things. And I've been into red gate hundreds and hundreds of times on, mm. on two wheels and people respect each other. They don't have any respect for each other. <laughs> you know, it's a five-ton stock car at the end of the day. I mean, it was mental. So, all right, yeah, I thought, I'll take that one on the chin. You know, race three, I went back at grid, I'm going all right, blah, 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 race four, it's my turn to go to the front again. I thought, you know, a bit more I,
0: relaxed when you're at the back of the grid because you don't have to worry no, about, you know, no, having the rest. I'm not going to say relaxed, I'm just learning. I'm learning the yeah, trade, yeah. aren't I? You mm. know, you're
1: not flipping, you're not rocking up in a Scania yeah. truck and start serving it into these British champion Europe. I was in this oh. European race when there was a the British champion, the European thing, which is, yeah, just well, understand. that's
0: the thing, the thing as well because, there, well, that's the, that, the, the truck that you're racing because. The state of the art trucks are all pretty much MANs, and yeah. there's like a couple of Ivecos as well. But the yeah. MANs are the things to have because they've invested so mm. much in it with the engines and uh, and everyone like that, well, that because they've got the most power out of everything. So my fourth race, I thought,
1: I'm not going to let these bully me, these guys. I'm going to go at front again because I come to play going mm. back. Mm. Mm. And just I thought, fuck them, I'm going to no. go up front. No, no. But, and and I, right. I made a better start. Yeah, I braked when they braked I thought, well, what's going to happen? I'm only going to go on gravel. This went world when they braked I braked and I held me on going around mm. and you know last race was, was great mm. you know I held, I held Martin off for a couple of laps and blah 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 I ended up towards the back again but it was a more, much more competitive mm. race and you know the buzz afterwards the, the the atmosphere was great you know the paddock was full of kids and, and families and, and everybody enjoyed it and I thought it was a great asset to the job I got a nice trophy you know I ended up six overall out of 12 trucks and Not because I was six fastest, probably because I kept the thing on its wheels. Mm -hmm. I wasn't smashing panels off it. I I was really respectful of Stuart's truck. And I met a few nice people. Uh, There's two brothers, I think, who drive Iveco's. Yeah, that's right. The big brothers. I couldn't... couldn't, Their outfit was
0: stunning. Oh, yeah. They've got beautiful beautiful, uh, Iveco
1: airsways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the carb inside, the nice anodizing bolts and everything about it. And... You know that the there's one guy with a massive hairy beard mm-hmm. uh, gentleman and his brother his brother never took a breath he yeah. was that honestly he, he was that proud of his truck and rightly so he's just yeah.
0: I've yeah. this. a feature of them they do Brilliant. stand out because they're, they're, there's very few Iveco's in the championship you know and it's good to have that bit of variety as well because MAN have had so much mm-hmm. dominance because mm-hmm. of their commitment to supplying these engines was it not a an avister engine or something was that the MAN engine? Oh, no, Iveco. Iveco. Iveco do make Com- combine, combine harvester engines, engines, yeah. Interesting thing about it, well, those en- those engines um, are available for other applications, and they do that. Obviously, you've got the Scania 770, the Volvo 750. Hmm. Well, Iveco, the engine, they're all called cursors. Right. So you get the cursor 13, and the top output of that's 570 horsepower. They do a cursor 16 which is a mm. Combine Harvester engine, which is exactly the same size and shape as the 13 litre. It's the bore, it's the cylinders that make it bigger. Mm. And that would fit directly in an Iveco S way, which would give it like 800 horsepower, plus it would be the most powerful truck you could get. Okay. But they won't do it because it's yeah. probably due to this um, vector point scoring thing where they get charged for the more powerful, oh, more polluting oh. trucks that they make, which really sucks because that would really put It'd the cat among thing, the that put yeah. the cat among the pigeons if Iveco suddenly went and uh, bounced over the top of Scania and Volvo and committed an eight hundred horsepower plus if truck. Your,
1: if you had your money <laughs> in your pocket, would you go and buy an
0: Iveco? I don't know. I just like they're, I like they're the t- trim- they're, they're by far and away. Um, the best value for money right now i've I really? echo is a uh, good like
1: you be i don't i vehicle 6010 van with fiat engine in it. Mm-hmm. i couldn't flip and keep the panels on it fast enough oh god it's just rusted to death engine was good ah, so but yeah going back to that truck job i mean mm-hmm. you know uh, everything was everything's just bigger yeah spanners are bigger hammers are bigger yeah i found that because everybody's I- head to toe and shit I would, Oil, yeah, because I fuel bought my own, everywhere, I my own everywhere.
0: lorry as well, and I yeah. wanted to go and put it on the road. And I, I do car mechanics, like I can do anywhere, like old cars and everything like. That. I can't get the, I can't get the wheel nuts slack on lorries. So. I was like, I can't do this, and that. but the time I've got one wheel off, that's me. <laughs> I'm done for the day. Now, yeah, it's just I, everything's like massive. We've got these big, massive air guns, that these massive, massive jacks, and yeah, it's just. It, they have a fuel uh, bowser,
1: it's biodiesel, I think. Yeah,
0: it's HVO. We've got a feature in the magazine coming yeah, up on that. I went, I went to visit the terminal at Thurrock where they store the HVO f- fuel. Um, I was going to try and nick some puts with my 620, but he said it won't run right with that. <laughs>
1: I don't know, it might. I probably do not want to give it away.
0: Uh, I th- I, th- I, th- I wouldn't imagine that would be quite as fussy as some of the newer ones that would be Euro 5. It probably would run all right on it.
1: But they had a big. I mean, it must have been
0: a thousand litre
1: tank. I said, What's that for? Oh that's fuel. But you don't realise do you? We have we have little twenty litre drums for our bikes here. <laughs> they're yeah, burning, yeah, yeah. they're burning through heaps so, and you know, they need water all the time. Yeah, because the they spray the brakes with water. There's fuel yeah. everywhere. everywhere. There's this everywhere. There's just yeah,
0: it's like yeah, because they everything
1: around. We 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 mo- things all the money yeah. Tea things. Yeah, they tried so trying to things.
0: clean up the championship <laughs> as well. Like in terms of like you know the environment because of, you know the or the you know it would upset Greta to go and see like yeah. a lot of these old mechanical pump Cummins things, which is what a lot of the people wanted to yeah. see. They wanted to see these things blasting black smoke out them as they went flying around the flying there was a Seddon Atkinson
1: but. out there an old Seddon Atkinson yeah, right. an old boy in here he got, yeah, he got it, lapped twice was, I think bless him
0: yeah but he's still racing now it? I actually want to go and do a feature on the guy it's something Gravels as the company yeah. and the truck I don't think he raced <laughs> last year because it was the last year that you could run the old 14 liter Cummins but I think he's come back and he's put the eleven or the more modern version of the Cummins ah. in it. And fair play to him, he's out there like racing yeah, in enjoyment, like mad, enjoyment, <laughs> enjoyment of it. Yeah, because they've got that like haulage company as well. I do, I do love that old Sedan Atkinson, old Green, knackery, yeah,
1: the, yeah, 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 yeah. Then there was an old Dutch fellow with an Volvo
0: F ten or something, F ten cab. Yeah, you know, some characters in it. Like I went to the yeah. Norbury Ring in twenty nineteen with Daff when there was a European truck racing event on, like, the big event, and that is when you see some serious, like, money and budgets. There's, oh. like, york in hand and, and the guys are racing. Because a lot of the trucks in the British Truck Racing Championship have been built or have been driven by the guys in Europe to begin with.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's, like, mega uh, budgets. That I don't know if it was the last year of it where they went over en mass, because a lot of the British guys, this was, like, a and major date in the calendar where they would all come over and race around of the european championship at the nurburgring and have like the most amazing time and weekend away at it but then COVID came in the following year and i don't know if they followed up on it again so i mean that was when that was convoy in the park convoy in the park yeah i was shocked i couldn't believe it
1: people trucks shows bars you know, bands, just, I, I thought it was just a good event. Mm-hmm. It was a good it's been. It's been looking with
0: the weather um, several years going in the park and that. It's had everything apart from snow. S- had everything apart for snow, you know. yeah <laughs> but just people to, sat there, they, you know, they,
1: they got the strobe lights on on the grills and then the little yellow flashing lights on and then they're right. tooting the horns and they're all sat around the deck chair just waffling truck shit. But hey, it's, it's, they probably look at me riding my bike thinking, what am I doing risking my balls? But, there was that uh, that champion's truck what's that a Daimler or something is it it a French uh, American
0: thing the bonneted thing Ah, yeah yeah. that's Ryan Smith's truck it's a what is it They call it a Daimler or something it's a Daimler and it's it's got some sort of link to it's got because it runs like the MAN engine I think Hmm. but uh, it's like it says they built it from scratch. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah it's, it's, got, it's got some sort of link for it to be able to run that engine because yeah. like, say, Stuart Oliver's Volvo can't yeah. run that engine because there's no link whatsoever between Volvo and MAN right. and there's some tenuous link somewhere along that. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of engineering Brian Smith's yeah, truck. truck
1: nice. like it. it really that's is. Nice. It's a little bit of daigle, a little bit of fluorescent, a bit of retro. Mm,
0: yeah, people love a bonneted
1: truck. You know. It's got to be better. It has to be better for, for aero. It has to be.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: great big flat fronted truck. It's not as aerodynamic as something with the bonnet. No, it can't be. It's not rocket science, is it? No. You stuck it in a wind tunnel, well, that'd be slippier than one with the bonnet. Oh yeah. i don't know. I don't know the you know. difference. I don't know
0: the difference for the handling as well because you must have to alter your settings because you're physically sat in a different position in the to the axle. And I don't know. Well, how Michael,
1: it. Michael can't drive his dad's truck, can he? He gets in that and hates it. he says, I'll just drive this piece of shit, and then as only Stewart can drive that Volvo. I think <laughs> I think Martins had a go on it, but. I just, I, I, I've got to say one thing about them two brothers. Mm-hmm. Their trucks were not touched. Mm-hmm. They were immaculate at the end. Every other truck was smashed to bits. Mm-hmm. You know? The panels are from everywhere, and obviously them two are t- a couple of talented boys because they're obviously quite clever. Clever, in, in, you know. Clever people win champ- championships, and that, you know, and they're not eating mm-hmm. things, you know. And they obviously respect. Yeah, competitive, they because they've got, res- anyway, they got yeah, respect mm-hmm. for each other. Mm-hmm. They've got respect for the truck. They mm-hmm. obviously, that's the pride and enjoy. They almost smashing it up. Yeah, I love that. They're mm-hmm. obviously. You know, I don't know. Like, it didn't seem to. With some of them, it didn't. It didn't really matter about wrecking stuff, which I don't know. It's good for the fans. It's good for the sport. It's good, you know, bits of panels going off and all that. And it's it's, it's an expensive. It's an it's expensive ag- way yeah. to
0: go and play stock cars, though, compared yeah. to if you want to go and you want to go to Switch and watch them go I, flying round an oval. I can't. <laughs> mate. Can't judge a met comment. I've only done it once. Never done, never done stock car racing. I did drive Banger a stock car. Racing. Yeah, I, I drove know.
1: an F one stock car in the Isle of Man. Bro, an F one. Oh, good grief! With Gaily between your legs. V eight, V eight thing. Yeah, mm, horrible it was. Yeah, it was horrible, and I just didn't get to grips with it. But there was a there was a load of guys over there in the Isle of Man. Let a load of motorbike raiders, riders drive their cars, which was crazy of them. To be fair, and mm. um, I I tracked a tire, nearly rolled mine, stuck it into fence he flipping wishbone off it or something and in the end the guys, guys who had the stock cars just said that's it get out of them
0: <laughs> get out of <with> them <laughs> well it was the end, bloody fault for letting like, you know a shot <laughs> it, was never, of it, it
1: was never going to end it was never going <laughs> to end good but yeah do you know we had a, we had a few beers uh, the atmosphere was great the team was mint the atmosphere and the team was mint obviously Stuart was was ace you know for him, to, for him to let me loose in his truck and and obviously his lad and, 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 and Martin and, and the wives were there, the mechanics mm. were head-to-toe in oil and dirt. and yeah. They never stopped, mate. They are flat out all day. So, yeah. you know, I respect them all. And, you know, I can sit here and start making excuses. And, oh, it's an old truck, this, that, and the other. But, but I
0: mean, for an experience,
1: they, they, they said, I, they, I mean, whether they're just trying to make me feel good or bad, yeah. they yeah. said I drove it as good as you would never get it round and that. And it's well, a division. I say it's
0: just, you're, you're so limited, it takes... I mean, if you think it takes hours and hours of practising something over and over again to Mm. genuinely get locked in and get good with it and Mm. you get a matter of minutes and something that's so intensely Uh. complicated and that's just doing practice sessions and then when you factor in everything else that's going on around you where you've got like, you know, five and a half tonnes apiece, these things are flying left, right and centre. You see, it's so many many short... um,
1: there was one. Uh, there was one bit. I was going down craner and they, they say drive. You know, drive for those long sessions. Just go for a bit, then cool everything down a bit, then have another go again. Mm. So I went, did a lap, and I came off the racing line, through the left hander at the bottom of Craner and two trucks come past there, flat out, and oh, I couldn't believe it. You know, they, I jumped out of my skin, like, just, and it's a great big lump of hardware going past. And, I would drive with at Window down <laughs> Winderdown and get a bit of air in a good no crack mm-hmm. I should have put it up when it was raining I was getting drenched water was pissing through the old window. <laughs> but, yeah I'd love to do it again I'd love to have another spin at it
0: oh, I'm sure you might we'll I think it f- was
1: probably the best track as well I think Donington's an easier track you know there's a bit more room and you know it's quite a flowing sort of circuit I would imagine Pembry's would be a bit difficult but uh, yeah
0: because Pembry's got that notorious turn on it and you've got Thruxton's the fastest circuit
1: I'd like Thruxton
0: yeah, it's Snetterton. In I don't know. I've been to Snetterton, I couldn't ah. tell you where it's. The
1: infield's a bit stop star,
0: It looks like. Hmm. But, um, Powerful thing though to yeah. go around in
1: top gear like that and just pull from nothing. It's funny, they just go mm. straight to 100 mile an hour. Mm. When they limited, they just go quiet, they just stop and mm. just sit there. But 100 mile an hour down curves, it felt like 300 mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, as I pulled up outside today for this interview, I couldn't help but notice that you had a Scania 770S <laughs> parked on your driveway. That's which is thing the trucks
1: that opens up doors, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, that's it. That which happens to be one of Scania's own demonstrator lorries. Now, you mentioned that you've got a motorhome trailer. So, have you got this Scania? Um, are you planning on going and doing some touring with it? Which uh, are you going to weigh anywhere well with it? Or are you just going to like well, going to this... get chips with it and that?
1: <laughs> it was weird. I went to Valencia last year to the last round of the MotoGP championship, and Cal Crutchlow's a MotoGP rider. He was on about his fifth wheel trailer, and uh, I said, "What fifth wheel trailer? Oh, I might sell it. Oh, yeah, quite interested in that." So when I went to Valencia last year, it was an expensive trip, so I didn't go to go and buy a bloody fifth wheel, but I ended up buying that of him and. I've been using it all year, so it's had two trips to uh, the Isle of Man. It's been to, over to Ireland as well, so North West 200. But after the convoy in the park, I've got quite a Is it Jared? Jared from Scania. Jared, yeah. Jared, Jared Griffiths, yep, yeah. Good
0: guy, yeah. Listen to the sort podcast. Of, He's supposed to come on as a guest. Yeah, uh, yeah. At some point, yeah, we've not really. Quite not a good nice looking, to work quite a
1: good looking, smooth
0: sort of character, you know.
1: Looks like nah, tr- that's
0: definitely not. Looks me. like a nah, truck nah, salesman. Nah, nah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Jared, Jared's a uh, good guy. He sort, he's sorted us out with a few demonstrator trucks. He's actually got a couple lined up for me as as well. Yeah, um, good guy and. Well, I asked um, him. Yeah, I asked him.
1: Yes, yeah, he sort of led me one.
0: Then. Yeah, because I got. No oh, mucking about, 770. Oh, we're in. We're, we're here. In. We're
1: absolutely so are yeah, you, top you, of the pile,
0: flagship. Are you, off to, are you taking it to Goodwood?
1: Taking it to Goodwood.
0: So with tomorrow, trailer.
1: tomorrow, we're taking the fifth wheel trailer on the back of that. Uh, so I'm Perfect. really excited. And it's funny, it yeah, went, you, it you're went, more
0: excited about the journey to Goodwood with the truck and the trailer than actually doing Goodwood <laughs> itself. Probably am, because I've got to ride an old bloody
1: 1961 G50 Matchless that's. Uh, are you doing a motor? Are you out in so circuit? Yeah, we're racing. Yeah, right. we're racing vintage bikes. So I've done mm-hmm. it for a lot of years now. It's absolutely mm-hmm. it's one of the best events you can ever imagine. It's absolutely attention to detail too. It's stunning. Everybody gets dressed up in period, and so if you don't get look, dressed up.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You yeah, look yeah.
1: like the knobhead, honestly.
0: So, what, it, so obviously, um, so in terms of the vintage bike racing, well, what kind of bike is it you've got? And is it is it like a whole series of bikes from the nineteen sixties kind of racing? Is, yeah, it uh,
1: is one year it goes up to 1957 then the next year it goes to 1963 i think so this is a matchless a british bike five-speed gearbox it's called a g50 matchless it probably mm-hmm. does about 120 mile an hour flat out if that so. mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's an event that's supposed to be a demonstration you've supposed to, you have like a gentleman rider than your professional rider so i'm the mm-hmm. pro rider and the guy that owns the bikes bought called sebastian perez who's a gentleman mm-hmm. He owns that vodka kick and uh, oh yeah, yeah he's, he's a bit of a it's big eater, like but he won't spend any money on his bike he's a tight <laughs> he's a tight bugger but i mean it's funny you know that Jared, Ger- I, I spoke to him at uh, i just chucked it in the hat you know and sean taylor again he said will you lend him a truck and then i chucked it back in the hat for uh, at uh, convoy in the park i said you know what about one for he said oh when do you want it and i thought i didn't really want it for a weekend and not be able to use it as well. Yeah,
0: you need mean? to get, you need to actually uh, the, the 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 good thing about using a truck the best thing about using a truck is when you're using it for a purpose. Yeah. You know, it's alright going out and doing a road run or just driving about, like, aimlessly, but when you've mm. got to be somewhere and move something somewhere, that's like, mm. you know... That's, well, it's 300 miles down there. So yeah, that's
1: it. a good old And then, you're not, you know, you're on the A34 and it gets quite tricky around, tr- tricky around Ch- Chichester and you've got to get oh, into the place.
0: Chichester.
1: Oh, in it down there. So I quite enjoy the challenge of, of, of taking it. But it's funny, you know. He said, "Oh, yep, yeah, you can have it." And I said, "I want, I'd like it for a couple of weekends." So I've got it for 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 Goodwood, and I've got it for Ulton Park BSB the weekend after. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, they said, "Oh, you know, where's your local uh, Scania dealer?" And I said, "Grahams. It's probably barges, to be honest." But I thought. You know the Graham brothers are friends of mine. So and uh, it's, we've been having this argument all week. Like uh, I'll bring it down for you if you want, and I'm like, oh, I'll come up on train and get it because I'm just desperate <laughs> to drive it. You know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll bring it down if you want. Don't worry about it. And then so me and Maisie went on the train today to go and get it because I've just been desperate for a spin in it. And then we came off the motorway and I just it wanted a bit of ad blue, so popped a bit of ad blue in it. Thanks, Jared, by the way, as well. If you do listen to this uh, podcast, he left a load of diesel in it for me as well. So that's it will be going back empty probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me and Maisie with my daughter we went down the promenade so we've been for an ice cream and it down mm. the prom and then uh, come up to do this podcast but yeah, yeah. so it, it won't be loaded up to, to but it's got a big 43 foot the trailer the trailer's about probably about 12 ton when it's full of water so it's yep. a big old lump of trailer yeah. and it's it, yeah, I know it's not going to feel it on the back but it well, it's trick, enough
0: it? for it to you, right. you know when you're driving about when a truck's just a tractor unit on its own it doesn't behave as it should do with mm. that 12 tons trailer in the back that'll mm. be yeah, settle that nice down, it'll eh? settle it down the gearbox will be like shifting as it should never now you'll enjoy you'll enjoy that you have a yeah looking gens. forward to it looking forward to taking it down now to round this off because we're over the hour Mark oh well I can waffle forever we are now I got, I got sent a list of questions from our social media uh, lady Katie, and I don't know where she's got these questions from, <laughs> but she had um, emailed and said, Yeah, um,
1: she's a non motorcyclist journalist, so they could be quite interesting questions. Yeah, well,
0: well, these are these are questions which have come from somewhere, um, from the road transport media social, <laughs> social media empire, so whether they're commercial motor or motor transport or trucking driver or or what, but these are. We've got a few kind of motorbike sort of stylish questions yeah, now. Obviously, yeah, really. for all us mad Sunday heroes, what's it really like to ride a superbike flat out down the hill to the Craig? How does your brain process information at two hundred miles an hour? Great question to set us off, and a
1: great and a quite a difficult one to answer. And it's always, I
0: wish it, I asked this question, and I just
1: sort of waffling the way through it Does I would say sense? it would
0: have to be instinct that, yeah. your brain, that you are not mm. thinking on a conscience level it's something that you are just doing yeah. by it's it's like it's instinctive it's like you know it's like sort of you know
1: definitely an instinct thing and then uh, it's a, like a repetitive thing as well it's just something that my brain's used to my body's used to it's like when Stuart gets in his Volvo race truck he just goes into like a a mode that then mm. he goes with a certain speed, and he'll probably be sat on a cup of tea going around doing that. Speed yeah, the, just to get the last bit of it out, it's difficult. Mm. But like, uh, yeah, you know, from the Craig down there, you've Craig's first gear, you're up to up to 6 gear, 190 mm. plus mile an hour, and you know, it's it, it's a bit cliche, but it's fast. You know, it feels fast yeah. all the time. You know, but it's the railroads as well at the TT. But when your bike's handling good and everything's working good, and you know, you're in that zone and, and what you've got to realise is you're not looking at anything. When you're driving your truck or your car, You know, if there's somebody on the pavement, you're looking at them, are they going to step off the pavement? Is Mavis going to pull out on this next junction mm-hmm. because she's going for a loaf of bread or a prescription or something like that? You you constantly, for me, even though it's a road, it's a racetrack. So I'm looking mm-hmm. two, three, 400 yards ahead all the time and I'm looking for that point bit like doing a dot to dot you know bomb mm-hmm. to this point to that point to the other point so it is an instinct thing yeah but it's it's mental to the naked eye when you come and see it nothing can prepare yourself well a spectator to see it it's just mm-hmm. meant it, you, know, you know we're, we're like we're two or three bricks short of a pallet Yeah, well, I
0: remember riders, speaking, but we not <laughs> I remember I interviewed a rally driver named Russell Brooks mm. Uh, who did a lot it of stuff. He was the Andrews and, man, wasn't he? I yeah, yeah he Andrews for, for hire. Yeah. Manta. I remember speaking mm. to him about a similar thing, and he says he remembers like one night in like a forest, and he was absolutely flying. It was like a rally that he won, and he rem- he could remember at the time, like as he was going down the track, it was like he was in autopilot. Like mm. his arms mm. and his legs and everything were doing everything perfectly, yeah. mm. but. His mind, he wasn't It te- he was just like, yeah. they were doing it automatically, you and I, it was like mu- pure muscle memory. What's and it was just, it, it was like transcend- thing. transcendentally, it was like a, another plane yeah. for just that temperate, that short period of time. And it was just, you know, everything just went, out, it went it perfectly. It does that time. That's fine. What have we got here? <clears throat> We have seen lap records broken at the TT. Is it the riders, the bikes or the road surface improving or all three I guess?
1: Combination of of everything
0: there's a there's a lot
1: more than just having a fast bike you know you need Mm -hmm. to be fit strong headstrong healthy and a lot of times when lap records are broken it's with teams that have been together for a while Mm -hmm. this, this is totally out of probably what you're getting at but it goes back to the bit like your home life your stability in your life Mm -hmm. your family everybody's on the same page nobody's in your ear all going it's a bad thing it's everything everybody's positive about it team you work with your mechanic your crew chief you trust him with your life you know you don't just get on the bike on a fast bike and give it loads of gas and it Mm -hmm. happens for you you know you've just got everything to be right and you've got the job the weather the track rubber's in uh, you know if you've got a dry week then the racing line gets rubber on it gets grippier and grippier everybody gets faster and faster uh, and then sometimes it goes down a lap record normally gets broken when you've got two riders at it mm-hmm. two top riders going toe to toe you know all, all the bikes are good now Ducati Yamaha Suzuki Honda BMW they're all pretty much on par maybe the bm has got a bit more power but you know they're all do the similar sort of speeds and that but uh comes in waves doesn't it mm-hmm. when you're in that zone and you, you're confident with yourself like peter hickman's has been pretty much unbeatable recently on the big bikes and stuff because he's he's natural as well and mm-hmm. he's just in a happy place mm-hmm. so does that makes sense yeah does it make sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do you ride a bike on the road I do ride a bike very occasionally on the road. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, you've got plenty of them in here anyway.
1: Are plenty of bikes about me, yeah. I've got a Honda Fireblade that I can ride on the road because it's insured, mm-hmm. which leads me into something else. I've got like an AP50 that I had when I was 16. I've got a TZR125 when I was 17. I've got a KL1S. Are these, orig- love to ride are these
0: original bikes that you Not had? Not original ones, no, the, the no. ones you've gone back and rebought.
1: ones you know. I've gone back and rebought. So <laughs> I've got lots of original bikes, but obviously the... Mm-hmm. The teaser I one two five was knackered by that time I finished with it and the KO and <laughs> I had to race it and sell it to get onto the next bike. But it uh insurance is a big problem for a bike racer. I'm sponsored right. by Bennett's Insurance. Well, yeah, one of my yeah, big sponsors so, is yeah. Bennett's.
0: That, that's something they can consider that. Like, yeah, uh, what's your job? Yeah, I'm a professional bike racer. Yeah.
1: Computers there's no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always a difficult one. But I don't I get my kicks out. I do a lot of track days, a bit of instructing. I get to race bikes all the time. So I constantly Bit of motocross, bit of enduro. So I don't, I'd, I'd sooner. I don't trust myself on the road. I don't trust other people on the roads. So I'll just stick to the tracks and well, I know road racing is road racing, but it's a track to me, like I said before. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not 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 much. A little bit for ambassador stuff and mm-hmm. and other. But no, I passed my test when I was seventeen. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: passed me bike test before my car test. So.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your favourite section of the TT course? Well, there's 260 corners, so it's hard to pick out one.
1: I mean, I do have my own corner on the TT track, which is quite special. It's actually super special to have a corner named after you while you're still alive. You normally got to Mm. be in the ground before you get a corner named after you. But I've got corner McGuinnesses. It's about 11 and a half miles into the lap end of the Kronka body, straight, you go right, then you go right, left, through the 11th milestone, through Handley's. it's a left and a right, and it sort of goes left, right, left, and that's McGuinness's, and uh, that's my favourite corner, really, it's weird, if you look at it, you go, it's a bit weird, why did you choose that?
0: Did but you get to pick?
1: Yeah, I got to pick, yeah, I got to pick, yeah, and when they said it to me, first thought was that corner straight away, Right. you know, it's like the, you got Braille or the, the Craig or something like that, or mm-hmm. something... That's iconic, but it's not an iconic corner. Never really anybody watches that. But yeah, it's a flat out between fifth and sixth gear left hand corner, which is called mm. McGuinness's, yeah. Mm. yeah
0: the, the brakes have really improved in race trucks with water cooling. <laughs> How important are brakes to fast lap times on a bike? Oh, our bike about. brakes improved substantially? Yeah, over they the are, years. Yeah. I
1: mean,
0: still the same material,
1: bigger, bigger discs. I mean, multi GP has carbon fiber brakes, which are insane, and like a massive, like four hundred millimeter discs. Well, they
0: like, put you over the handlebars. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Well, it
1: would if a normal guy grabbed all of it. Yeah, we could be me over the front, handlebars. Yeah. Be, <laughs> you know, yeah he's, and the tires are that good as well. They probably wouldn't lock in a straight line. They wouldn't lock up. They
0: just yeah, right. how, how have you found that um, tire? How much have tires advanced in sort of the last ten years to the last twenty years to the last thirty? Have they continued to? slowly 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 yeah i mean i
1: think the engines have improved better than the tires the engines with electronics and more and more and more power and more ways of, of taming the power but tires a tire 20 years ago was still super super grippy on the edge of the tire mm-hmm. but in the middle of the tire it would uh, delaminate you know? it would grow and, and delaminate and get too hot where the the new technology tire the race some of them are asymmetric so the softer on the left and they are on the right some mm. you know the middle of the tire is a harder material but a thinner material so that if the tire is thinner it dissipates dissipates the heat faster so yeah they're quite a, an intricate piece of kit so i actually like the older tires i like the slightly narrower tires but the bikes are too powerful for them so it just rips chunks of the center oh. of the tire out that's that's the problem but uh, yeah, some tires only work in narrow windows, you've got to get the pressure up and the heat up, but uh, yeah, I mean but then I raced a classic bike last week at the Classic TT and tire mm-hmm. technology is a cross ply, Avon tire. Right. Is AM that 22.
0: is that like a modern uh version of a cross ply?
1: Yeah, it is built the same way as they did
0: in nineteen nineteen, which was that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh but
0: using sort of modern sort of material. I, think the, I guess. I think some of the old materials
1: are illegal now. There's some, some nasties and acids and all mm. sorts of stuff in tyres that... Like them old qualifying tyres that used yeah. to last a lap. I think all that mm. sort of stuff, so all the legal yeah, materials it. in it. But tyre, I mean, going back to brakes as well, it's the most important bit of your If your exhaust falls off, you're fine. <laughs> <I think. laughs> well,
0: then, I... You know what <laughs> I mean? If,
1: you know, if something crackly, fairing bus or drops a valve or but well, if your brakes fail you are yeah on a
0: major, bike yeah because I mean in a car problem. or something I mean I, I, I don't know you can like ram it down and you yeah, if, if your brakes went no you could try and ram it down gears and things eh, and your bike, yeah. if, you have a
1: bike fail, if you have a brake failure and I've had it before the only thing you can do is jump off it because the only thing that's going to slow you down is you on the deck friction on your legs oh, it, I've done it before which is pretty <laughs> scary <laughs> You you, you've only got a contact patch the same size as a credit card yeah which is it's, ridiculous and there's 260 horsepower as well what 230 horsepower <laughs> tattoos funny. look well where do
0: you get them done uh, these I got these done by <laughs> uh, a lady from and... Glasgow I got them all done um, traditional style was, so they're like all look, old, they're old, they're old fashioned like sort of tattoos she was really happy to go and do them because she was always having to do these black sleeves on people you know but it just likes people drawing on so permanent marker you've,
1: you've actually made them shit made them shit they're yeah.
0: supposed to look <laughs> look shit they're supposed to look old fashioned like <laughs> traditional style aye?
1: I got one from the 100th TT oh, oh kicked the arse with that one my mum went berserk trust me she said you ever step foot into my house she she said war be tied you which I never which is a weird northern Walby thing war be you tied you what does that mean anyway ah, she would t- not t- step foot <laughs> in my house with a tattoo she hmm. was not happy
0: let's get one more let's get get another (laughs) question in here before the end alright then I know you hate the R word but do you have plans to retire from riding and maybe manage a race team or perhaps you could go into the media and become a TV presenter any similar plans (laughs) at the minute no I still want to race so
1: the R word is race in my world not retire Uh, I still got Great opportunities to ride fantastic bikes. I still got my option with Honda, mm. so I'm going to have another do next year. I have to say, when I was 31, I looked at a 51 year old man, and he was an old bastard. Mm. And I'm 51 now, so I'm an old bastard. But weirdly, I still feel strong. Still feel good. I mean, I look at myself in the mirror, and you know everything's going a bit south. You know, old belly's getting a bit uh, needs tidying up a little bit. But uh, I still. I call it. I've stayed in the hamster wheel, you know. I've always, mm-hmm. I've kept, kept doing the riding, the race. I've kept myself fit and strong. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have another do running a race team. I did it, I did it a couple of years on a wing and a prayer with that Ducati thing when you came to see. Is that, like, an, is see that me.
0: like the same sort of thing as going into like football management? Is that the same? Is that a, a comparable sort no, of thing? No, not really. Entirely. I mean, just,
1: you can be a personal manager for riders. You can be a race team manager. You can be a, a crew chief or something. There's lots of different job titles but running a team probably not mm. because I'm not bright enough the honest answer is I'm not the most educated person in the world you know like whenever I spoke to you there's no emails it's all whatsapps and yeah, simple seems, things You know, like quite,
0: it seems like it would be quite a highly complex you know mm. in a sort of high stress situation thing as well and, and if you just you know if, you, if you've had like a long and glittering career racing and everything like that as well, why would you want to go and then go and extend things like further out? Right? You might go and like enjoy yourself. Yeah. Become well, like, you like you, know, you, you, you just thought the word out. Wheeling and dealing and you know, second-hand scanniers, you know, and doing
1: that. <laughs> I will always stay, I will stay involved in sport. I'll stay involved in industry. I'll stay involved with some riders and some teams, mm-hmm. but... You know, on a Sunday night when the race is over, I, I don't want it to be interfering with my life. You know, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. The world's changing a little bit. And whether it's for the good or the bad, I've been involved in it for a long time. And, you know, when I first started, it was red diesel, no tax. It was a hell, a whatever means and to get to a race meeting. Mm-hmm. And now it's <laughs> risk assessments, you know, the right stickers on this have you got your anti slip on your floor in your garage and know, i I'd, I'd miss all that mm-hmm. that would be not my priority yeah and somebody <laughs> being a biggie i'd get you know i'd be in trouble and i wouldn't i wouldn't know how to manage that side of it like wouldn't
0: appeal to me in I'm the out. slightest either yeah. like you know like nah no thanks for that i've, I've done a couple of management jobs before and that as Couldn't well do it. it's really not far
1: I'm a, I'm a worker me you know yeah just like if somebody if somebody says be at Brands Archer at half seven in the morning mm-hmm. and we'll go instructing some people and we'll want you to do a chat at lunchtime and tell everybody how good you used to be. Perfect. Yeah. That's it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: all that other stuff, I'll screwed. But even though the job's changing a little bit, I still love it. My lad's involved in the sport. He works for Monster Energy, so he's, he's just back from Barcelona GP so he's living the dream. He's gone. You know he's got a mullet now and sunglasses and he's cruising around looking after, <laughs> looking after what's he run.
0: doing what's he doing with Monsters? well he's just
1: like a rider liaison guy and, right. and sort of make sure all the riders are okay and you know you've got to keep the riders happy and keep them involved and otherwise they are and sign for somebody else red bull summit so um, <laughs> you know he looks after guests and vips for monster and stuff like pr sort of role. not so much pr yeah. just making sure everybody's having a good time and everybody's happy and Everybody's uh, got a can of monster. Everybody's got the right bottle in their hand and the right hat on <laughs> and stuff, so
0: Oh that's a big thing yeah, with sponsorship and mm-hmm. things like that. You don't want to be seen with a can of Pepsi when you're sponsored well, they, by they, Coke. They
1: have to be <laughs> they, they they really they really do have to be on top of their game and you know, and what they they're really conscious of what they've got to say and I'm I'm one of the very last. There's not many of yeah, us that i Master the old school. Uh, we can sort of you know, some of the stuff I say would not be acceptable for young, young guys these days. You know, I'm not the most PC person in the world. I tried to be, but I can't help it. Not that I'm a bad guy, but it's a... Uh Quite, some of the stuff is quite frustrating at the time at, at,
0: uh, yeah, in this world you know I, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure all that's very much in tune with the listeners to this podcast <laughs> anyway I was say <laughs> <you> know, truck, <laughs> truck racing buzz <laughs> not probably yeah, they, well, PC. We'll, well you know the trucking driver podcast <laughs> yeah. well you know they, well, well, because you're on this we might be picking up some different listeners who <laughs> wouldn't normally listen to we may get some motorbike guys coming over to hear us talk about some trucks as well you know the podcast has been running for yeah a good few years now well over a couple of mm-hmm. hundred episodes so yeah. it's been a, it's been fantastic to um, have you on and catch up with you again. You're gonna have to go and uh, build another lorry of some sort. I definitely think someday, right? Somebody needs to go and find a Seddon Atkinson 300 301 Tipper. Tipper, yeah, yeah. I need a need a Tipper so you can go and like fill it with gravel and go and move it from one it, side of the just, property to the other absolutely perfect like an, you know you've got a and shovel of that alcohols he's
1: had alcohols on that as well
0: yeah what you want's a nice early alcohols yeah. i've always wanted a jcb a white cab sight master yeah yeah one of the early ones i always wanted one of them they could go and fill it i could come down to my jcb and go and fill your said napkinson with gravel you could go and move it Typical would move it well, back co- co- spend
1: it. the entire day doing that co- <laughs> Collins and Collins Earthworks and the uh, fact he's got yeah. one day. your neighbour's
0: got one day, Oh, oh he's got everything he's now, got... I, in fact when I was doing here I had a JCB down there <laughs> and I put a picture of it on Facebook with no explanation and everybody assumed that I'd bought it my, <laughs> my mother was like you'd better not have and I was
1: you got you got one it? it's just
0: a picture of a JCB I
1: he's got 111 and 113 and 141 and 142 <laughs> he's got he's got everything that fella next door it's a flipping lad in his cave but <laughs> Yeah, you, can, you can never have enough toys. I said that to the message. You know, we've got a lot of bikes and we've got, tra- we've got tractors. Like, we've, we've got, got can, one, one the space. The, the deal is one life, as many toys as you want. That, yeah. That's fair enough,
0: isn't it? You know, just let's not get Absolutely. Through towards autumn and into the winter, you've also got a series of tour dates um, where you're going around the country um, on a show called 100 and Counting. Yeah. yeah. So, what's that about?
1: Well, it's just me and Jamie Whittam, who's an ex-rider, World Superbike Grand Prix rider, a TV pundit. We just get on stage and just waffle motorbikes and mm. our careers and chats. And so these are
0: our live events. What's, yeah. what's
1: the dates? 26th of October, 27th of October, Poole, Lincoln, 3rd of November, 10th of November, 16th of November, Harpington, Cardiff, Bedford, 1st of December, Cheltenham, we got some twenty-four dates as well, couple in ah, Northern f- Ireland. So.
0: Fantastic! Did you say? Did you say you've got one? You got one We're coming f- up from Scotland. We've got a
1: jock one, yeah. We've got a Dunfermline, but I'm not sure where that date is.
0: But fantastic! Uh, so 100 and counting. You can go and see John in person, recount some of his um, experiences, include talking you around a live TT lap with Jamie Whittam.
1: With Jamie Whittam, yeah, It's yep. a live TT lap. So just Google, all the speeds and,
0: and check it out online. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for having us down. I hope you enjoy the Scania 770 and your run down to Goodwood. I know you're more excited about that than going to it's the. It's got event air ons on it. It's
1: got proper air ons on it. I just bought two air ons off Kelso for my uh, right. for my, my 620. But I, oh, you I thought make, they just you just bolted bolt on and No, no, the, no it's a don't massive just job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked They're at the job. Like, I was like, like roof oh my lining God. out. God. Ones, yeah, I thought, oh no, I'll leave that. That's a job for the Graham brothers. And this one's got air ons on it. Ah, looking forward to it yeah
0: fantastic thank you very much cheers cheers